Welcome to Reflections, a limited series exclusively for Patreon supporters of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. This week we're discussing Season 9, Episode 9, titled Your Pilots on Fire. My name is Joe Batance, and I am joined, as always, by one sickening co-host. From our nation's capital, please say... I thought you had the stuff to go all the way. To Evan Ayers. <laughs> Hello, Ayers. <laughs> Thank you for the words of encouragement. <laughs> You're welcome. How are you? I'm good. I'm I'm beat, man. I'm good. I'm stressed, but I'm great to, and happy to be here. Well, you're stressed, and I'm, you know, I'm feeling good. You know, usually it, we're doing this. Usually, Evan and I record in the afternoon my time, but today we're doing it in the early evening. It's late for you, Evan, and uh, I'm usually like pooped by this point. I'm usually. Oh, by this point, I'm usually in fight number two with my boyfriend. That's usually oh, the, so you're well, going to fight with me instead now? Well, you are. You're my cyber boyfriend. Oh. We don't really fight, though. They're not real fights that my boyfriend and I have. They're like, it's actually kind of really sick, Evan. Can I please tell you about this? Please. It, I'd love to hear about this. Yeah. It, and I, I could see you and Dan doing this, actually. I could totally see. I think, I think this is where something where, like... Uh, you and I have something in common here in terms of our relationships is that um, is we've learned to like I guess play fight is the best way to put it where we like I can tell when he calls me that he's in a fucking mood to play fight like he'll just start to like push my buttons on purpose because he wants to like play fight with me does Dan do that to you? Uh, no we actually we're in a place now where like it's not really play fighting. We just like we just like know what is like fun to make. We have like things that we know it's like okay to make fun of the other four, mm-hmm. but it's never serious. Well, this is not serious. It'll just okay. be like he wants to like debate. He wants to spar. He wants to go okay toe to toe with Joe just, just to ruffle some feathers or yeah, wrestle. Some yeah, feathers. yeah. It, it can, I can tell because it'll be anything that I say. I'll be like, I like forks. Ugh. I knew you'd like forks. Oh, see, Dan does this. Dan does the, he'll do this voice. He'll be like, oh, really? Yes. Like, yes. I knew you were going to bring up those panties or something stupid. Like, like, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, and I can tell he wants to, he wants to tussle. So, okay. uh, yeah, it's, it's so this is, of- this is like peak tussle, tussle time. Yeah, this is usually when we're tussling. It's, oh. But here's the problem is sometimes I've gotten in trouble because I think he wants to play fight and he's not looking to play fight. He's he's not even looking for a fight. I pick a fight by accident. Oh, but you all really wanted to really fight. Yeah. What's that from? Who's that? I don't know. You're good at this shit. That's Alyssa Edwards, and it's from Drag Race in season five. Go on. Oh, my goodness. Look at her. Anyway, so how have you... You know, it's been a while. but It's been a week. You know, we haven't really, really spoken in the week. How is the week? Yeah, been? we haven't talked at all this week. I'm so no. I'm not so sorry because it's nothing I did intentionally. But, yeah, mm-hmm. we haven't talked at all. Hi. How are you? What, what do you what, what's in, share with the audience. You see, I have multiple shows, Evan. So everyone yeah. knows what's going on with me constantly. But what's going on with you? What What is new in the world yeah. of Evan Ayers? Evan Ayers is, you know, Evan Ayers is actually doing pretty good. He, I'm, he's really busy between, mm-hmm. um, obviously, I have this new job that I, that I started that I'm really enjoying, but it's mm-hmm. taking up a lot of time. Um, when I'm not there, I'm at this restaurant still. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm also my mom recently was let go of her job mm-hmm. and is in the process of moving um, up to Pennsylvania to mm-hmm. live with the rest of our family. And so a lot of my free time has been ha- spent helping her with some of that, which has been a um, 
a test, but also a good thing for my and hers relationship. I'm really, I'm redefining and figuring out healthy boundaries with her, which has been really good for my uh, mental health, but also just like to not feel bad about being okay with like not being as close to my mom as I used to be. That's been really, really good. Why do you Uh, think you're not as close as you used to be? We have a terrible relationship. We have a. Ter- I could do a whole show about me, and my mom. She and I. We. She will never be like a, a very close figure in my life. But she's my mom, and I'm slowly letting her back in. Has it uh, always been like this, or is this something that's kind of relatively new? Um, the last the last eight years or so, probably really difficult. Um, about two and two and a half years ago, things really came to a head, and I completely cut her out of my life for oh, about completely. a year and a half. And so it's it's been a it's been a trial by fire thing, but it's taking a lot of mental maturity. But it's been a good thing for me so far. I've been able to be there for her, but also not put myself at a risk of mental. I'm I'm in a good place myself. Um, and so yeah, I've just been I've been chugging along, man. I don't know. It's it's kind of boring, but I'm I'm really happy right now. Has she been appreciating you? You know how much? Oh, no, she has no idea. It's all about her. I mean, it's fine. She she doesn't need to appreciate me right now. She needs to figure herself out. We've, I feel like you know some of this tea with my mom and I. No, I really uh, don't know anything. Oh, yeah. I know. I mean, um, I, I I did know that you have a, a complicated relationship with her, but that's yeah, all I really know. It's very complicated. Yeah, she um, my mom is a is an addict, and is a really troubled woman, um, and is the kind of addict that doesn't think she has a problem, and so it doesn't become she, a problem. And what is she that? addicted to? What? What is she addicted to? Uh, a lot of things. Alcohol. Um, for a long time, it was marijuana. We had like we. I grew up. It was a. It was a big reason why my parents separated, and she always would put those things before her family and her kids. And uh, two Christmases ago, she like attacked me at knife point, and like I had to like save my grandma from her. It's this whole crazy thing. She's not the best person in the world, but she is the best person she can to be me to me sometimes. And right now, she's really trying. So when I see that someone's really trying. I'm going to be there for them. So that's been a lot of my time recently and uh, it's been good. You know, I'm, I'm cautious, but I'm optimistic. Hmm. So, but I've been great though. Thank you for asking. You're welcome. Uh, is there any good news you have in the world of Evan Ayers or? Oh, I mean, that was good. <laughs> that was, that good was news. the good news. Uh, yeah. I mean, she's whatever. Um, what's good news. My room recently was completely redone. I'm like, have this like whole new space that I'm like really proud of. And like, I feel really happy to like call my home. Um, I'm going on a trip for New Year's to, in, to Florida, which mm-hmm. is going to be fun. Uh, I've got a lot of fun stuff coming up for the holidays. Things things are good. And you and you your boyfriend I'm, Dan are fine. We haven't really checked in with that in a while. Me and Dan, yeah, best we've ever been. The best you've ever best been. We've ever been. Seriously, we're in a really good place. Wow. Yeah, yeah, we're doing great. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well. Uh, let's see how long this has been. Sorry, that's boring. I have nothing like yeah, crazy. Yeah, well, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was looking for like, you know, you and Dan got in a fist fight or, or something no. like that, but it's just, it's just kind of boring. Do you have any questions it's, for me? I mean, you have, you know, yeah, what's who, going on? What's, what's, aside from that, what's new with you? How's California? Am I... California is great. California, the, but, you know, look, there are things that people love about California. Like, I'm sure if you came to visit California, you'd be like, oh my God, this is fantastic. It's it's 75 degrees all the time. But there's a part of me that's like, bitch, I just want a fucking cold day. Mm. I'm just so See, you know what? Not to bring it back to me, but I'm also, the weather is turning and this is my season. So I'm, I'm loving that it's cold right now. Mm-hmm. So I don't, this is where I would have a problem with living in California. So you're missing, you're missing like being cold right now. 
Yeah, I want it to be cold. It's fucking November. It's supposed to be cold. And I'm doing this. A lot of Californians do this. We're like, well, fuck the weather. We're going to be there. Pretend like it's cold. So, I like, every morning, even though it's like 60-something degrees, I pour myself a hot, bit steaming cup of cocoa, mm-hmm. you know, and I, like, sit there and, like, with my legs tucked up on the seat and wearing an oversized sweater you know, like a weedy just, tuck behind your butt cheeks. Yeah, 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 and sucking and just like sipping on my hot cocoa and telling ghost stories. Meanwhile, it's fucking so hot. The leaves haven't even started turning because <laughs> they think it's summer still. Yikes. Yeah, it's so gross. I can't believe you want to move here. I want to move. I want to move somewhere uh, like where there's like, you know what I love? And I, Tell me if tell me where this exists. I just want a place where it's always cloudy and drizzly. That's yeah, that's my kind of weather. I feel like Portland's like that. Oh, Portland? Oh, yeah, like the, Portland, like the Pacific Bar Harbor, like where I was born is kind of like that. It's mm-hmm. not always cloudy, but it's drizzly a lot. Yeah. Or you should move to like London, move to Oxford. Yeah, but then I would have to deal with fucking annoying British people. And I'd come back with like a British accent. Like not even a good British accent, like just like a shitty fake British accent. You just say like dumb things like advert, like you wouldn't even like you wouldn't have the accent. You just pick up these weird like idiosyncrasies of theirs. Just drop something. Let me ask you a question because something weird happened to me today. Oh no! Yeah, I was giving advice. Okay, so I have a friend who is in a very complicated, I'll say, relationship. There's a chance he might hear this one day. And uh, where Do like I know this friend? No, you don't know this friend. Okay. I promise. It's not. It's not sweet, okay. Michael. <laughs> But uh, uh, it's not. It's not Sweet Michael. But when I tell you the details, you're like, oh, it sounds like Sweet Michael. Well, yeah, it's yeah, good like, to preface that. Yeah, he's like thin and lean and cute, and his boyfriend's abusive uh, uh, physically and mentally. And you're like, go on. You know, he's in his 20s. Anyway, I was with the, my friend the other day, and there was all this drama with the boyfriend. Is it, you know what? I'm going to bring this up right now, actually. You were with this person? I was with this person. The boyfriend okay. never met me. And okay. was they've been together for three years, and was convinced that this guy was cheating on him with me, right? Okay. And then today, and I then they, they broke up, and it was a whole thing, and I was giving advice. And then today, I found out, Evan, this happened Sunday. Today, I found out they got back together, right? And okay. then he goes, my, uh, "My boyfriend wants to meet you this weekend. What are you doing?" And I'm like. I was now. I was mm-hmm. talking to Sweet Michael about today, and everyone I've talked to said, "Like, do not go, right?" Because either he wants to murder you, but here's what I think is even worse. I think he just wants to meet me so that he's probably. This, I'm being honest, and I really feel this is really the case. And you can don't even try and do this thing where you're like, "Joe, you're being crazy," right? I really, honestly think that the this my friend told his now former ex boyfriend, now current boyfriend. No, I would never cheat on you with Joe. He's fucking disgusting and gross. And, and, and you know that the boyfriend does not believe him. So he's like, okay, meet him and you'll see. And that's really the point of the boyfriend meeting me is to prove what a fucking goddamn troll I am. Like, like look, it's Shrek. You know the boyfriend's going to be like, oh, yes. Okay. You can hang out with this guy. I, I give permission to hang out with this guy. Evan, you know that's true, right? But it's the way you say it. You could just say, I'm trying, he wants to dis... I, no, I don't know if that's true. I think 50... Because I don't know these people. It could either be that, but also it could be that they want to kill you. 
No, I think because you're not because you're not a troll and you're not Shrek. Yeah, that that was my next question. When you when you when I showed up at the airport to pick you up, were you shocked by how much more gross I was in real life? No, not at all. Oh, so you totally expected how gross I would be? No, (laughs) I've. But the thing is that I've like I've I felt like I knew you quite well before actually meeting you. Like I, there was nothing gross about you. You said you had a luxury car. I was surprised you pull up with a dented door in your Lexus. That was more shocking to me, bitch. Oh, I know. And I got now, <laughs> now, now the now the front end is all fucked up. I was waiting for like you know a Range Rover to come pick me up. That was yeah, the only thing that was shocked or disappointed well, me. Look, if this uh, <laughs> if this afterthought media takes it because right now it looks like I'm driving. It looks like I'm driving home from a from a fucking one of those like you know where the where the Godzilla eats the cars. Whatever. Oh, like it's like are. squished. Yeah, you know, like those like shows that white trash people go to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. Where I like it goes shows. like Carzilla eats the cars. You know, like if I was like I work there and I, I drive one of the cars. This is what it looks like right now, and I'm driving home from like that. The, the Godzilla ate the car, and I have to drive home in the car. It's, it's awful. Oh jeez. Oh, can I ask you a quick question? Speaking sure. of these white trash things, yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been, have you ever been to any of these um, in LA? Those like they're like the like the Mexican like wrestling matches no i know about them the johns go they love them they're called luchadors yes Mm -hmm. yes dan and his brother went and like his brother like is a routine visitor now and we get all these updates about him a lot like they're even though dan's brother's not gay a lot of gays go because it's almost like drag it's like a drag drag. it's like a drag drag show show. yeah but wrestling yeah 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 luchadors yeah 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 the johns always want me to go but it doesn't seem very interesting to me I was I was told that it's a very entertaining experience. I would encourage you to go. That's what we'll do next time I come visit. Okay, next time you come out, we'll go there. That's what I Okay. All right. I want to get to this. This week, yeah. the girls produce and star in their own television pilots. Shane Coulet has nothing to say to Nina, who feels alone and attacked, while Alexis Michelle is determined to get back in the game. On the runway, the girls strut their best club kid couture, and after the pilots are shown, Shay and Sasha are named the winners of the challenge. I mixed that up. Shay and Sasha are named the winners of the challenge, while the rest of the girls are up for elimination. Alexis Michelle throws her teammates under the bus, but not Peppermint and... But not Peppermint. But not before Peppermint and Trinity put up a fight. In the end, it was all for naught because Nina Bonina Brown and Valentina were placed in the bottom two and forced to lip sync for their lives. In one of the most dramatic and iconic moments in the history of the show, Valentina, arguably the, arguably the season's darling, wore a mask during the lip sync. After a tense confrontation with RuPaul, she removed the mask only to reveal that she didn't know the words. And with that... Valentina was asked to sashay away Evan Ayers, name two things you liked about the episode, and one thing you did not. Um, well, arguably, this is probably the best episode of season nine. Aside oh, from sure. the, aside from the finale, which I think is its own genre. Yeah. I think this is the best episode of season nine. So I think one major thing, one point, the runway looks are consistently incredible. Even the ones that kind of stink are okay. I think it's a great, great runway. Um, I like that. I, I mean, I like so much you, to say the lip sync is like too broad or general, but I love Ariana Grande. I love the guest judge, mm-hmm. like their shade that they throw towards them. The only thing that I really don't like um, is that we didn't see more. Like, I feel like there was more to this like lip sync drama that like we oh. didn't. Yeah, I, I want to see. I want to see everything that happened. I want to see what we saw like at the fucking finale when when we saw the recording. You know? Yeah. 
So yeah, I mean, we'll talk about it more, but I, I I just like everything about this episode. I think it was very dramatic. In fact, I even think when you know when RuPaul interrupts the thing that they went back and did ADR in that the additional dialogue yeah. recording because she probably was really freaking the fuck out, like fucking stop this fucking god, you know? Like I think it was really intense. Yeah, uh, I know. yeah, it's true. There was no way she was like, oh, excuse me, like how yeah, she like yeah. kind of kind of okay, puts her arm up. Stop. And, yeah, like yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. no. There was. I think there was like yelling and screaming and stuff. Like and that. the nerve of Valentina after that happening, she still says, "I want to keep this on." Yeah, I know that's crazy. Like, imagine how vicious RuPaul was, and she still had the cojones to be like, "No, I want this on." I'd like to keep it on, please. Oh, iconic, iconic. We all know. Everyone knows where they were when they watched that. Oh, well, I know where I went. That, that's one of the things I wanted to talk about. One of the reasons I wanted to redo this episode for reflections is. Even though I love our season nine, it's the first season without Daniel and whatnot, um, I was so fucking sick this week. And I would have, usually, I was so sick, I would have bowed out and missed it. But it was so iconic that I was like, I just have to. Taylor actually hosted the episode. Wow. And I just sort of kind of commented, and I was really, really sick. And uh, I, 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 I'm going to listen to it after we record this. I didn't want it to influence my. Uh, yeah my, my uh show today but um uh i was not feeling it and i had to drag myself to record the episode because i was so so sick and so like this is a chance for me to to reclaim it and you know what's so funny is i have a method for how i uh break down the show so what i do is i watch i watch the episode and as i'm watching the episode i write down everything that happens in an outline format and next to it i put the timestamp where that happens because you don't know what's going to be important so you literally need to put a timestamp next to what happens okay mm-hmm. and then later i look at that and go okay where's the story here and then i use that to make the script and since i have the timestamps, i know what clips to pull okay mm-hmm. and so uh I was doing that again today, and I had my notes. I'm like, okay, this is what I want to focus on. This is what I want to do it. And then I pulled out the old script, and it's shocking how close it was. Like, so really? I, I had I had to make a few minor adjustments, but it's shocking how close I came to what I originally thought even back then. You know, let me tell you two things that I liked. Um, one of the things I noticed, and it was fun to, to watch it again now with it with this in hind- you know looking back in hindsight, is the moment with Valentina is so iconic, and we'll, well, trust me, we're going to break that down, that you really don't notice that Nina's actually doing a really good job on the lip sync. Like, oh, yeah. Nina is actually... It, it, what's funny, that's... If, if Valentina... They wanted to get rid of Nina. It's so clear in that episode. So all Valentina had to do was know the words, and they were going to get rid of Nina. But if you actually, I don't think Nina gets a fair shake. She actually was bringing her all on that lip sync. And she does a really good job. She fucking brings it. But you're so focused and the camera's so focused on Valentina not knowing the words. You don't see it. So you have to pay attention to that next time you watch it. The other thing I liked was, go ahead. Well, and yeah, and you could have argued that like Valentina didn't even have to be in the bottom there. They could have put Alexis no, Michelle. Alexis Michelle, one thousand percent should have been in the bottom. Yeah, one thousand percent. They were clearly doing that thing, you know, not to not to cross shows. But there's an episode of Dragula where it's so obvious that Vander Van Odd is heads and shoulders above everybody else in the competition. That on one of the challenges, Vander wins. But the Boulet brothers ask Vander if he'll still uh, uh, 
compete in the elimination challenge just to and, and they put bullshit on it like to show his commitment or whatever but i think that I, but i think it's the same here i think they're like you know let's just see valentina lip sync you know we might as well so we're gonna send nina home thinking she would just fucking know the song well and she's such a star it's ariana grande like she's gonna she's been crushing everything this whole season of course yeah. she'll she'll just send this bitch back and it'll make it so easy yeah, and actually, if you've ever seen videos from YouTube of, of Valentina lip-syncing when she knows the words, she's actually pretty good. She's not Oh, bad. she's great, yeah. Yeah, she's great, actually. So she would have brought it if she knew the words, but she didn't. And so, like, I think everybody was floored. That's the week. I, I think otherwise they would have put Alexis up against Nina. Because Alexis should have been up against Nina. No, 100%. No, Hundo, yeah. 100% she should have been up against Nina. And had we seen Alexis lip-syncs up to this point? Yeah, she had just lip-synced she- up against Farah. Uh, and then they could have argued, like, maybe she should have gone home because she was so... Yeah, it was It just. It was so much safer for them to put Valentina against yeah. her. Mm-hmm. And they thought, oh, she's going to go home today. And she fucked it up. Same and thing happened in Yeah, season. but she didn't do a good job. Yeah, same thing happened season 10 when they're trying to send the Vixen home. And uh, what's her fucking nuts? Um, Mo- not <laughs> this, Monique Change, uh, um, Monique Hart. She also didn't know the words, remember? And she fucked it up. That to another it. iconic, like, qu- gay queen icon song. Like, what? Yeah, it was, it was crazy. The one thing I didn't like, and when I saw this person, I was like, oh, I forgot how fucking horrible this person was. Oh, gosh. This Noah Galvin. <gasps> oh, why don't you like him? No, look, I fucked the shit out of him. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> right? He looks like a little puppet. Okay? But you'll stick your fist up. Yeah. Come on, how, on a scale of 1 to 10, how badly would you want to have sex with Noah Galvin? Oh, he could call me right now and we'd be having sex. Oh, he's really? He's so hot. Oh, yeah, he's so hot. But he, he's in that, he looks like he's in the suit that he wore to a friend's bar mitzvah, you know? He looks like ventriloquist dummy, and he brings nothing to the show. Oh, he brings nothing, but... He's not as I bad. Mean, who was that one guy, remember? My, he, fucking Miles Heiser. Oh, he, he was, was terrible. He was the worst. The, but he was, was arguably like, hotter, but it was terrible. Oh, Didn't say anything. Horrible. Didn't say a goddamn thing. And this Noah Galvin also, like, what do you what do you care, little pers- little puppet? Yeah, well, he was on, he's on that show that was on, that was relevant when this aired. Yeah, this was and he, canceled. And he's that queen that, like, he, like, ripped Colton Haynes a new one when he came out. He was like, oh, now you want to decide to, like, you know, commodify gay culture sick like he's he's low-key woke but he didn't bring a whole now, lot is no galvin but... out out gay yeah oh yeah oh, okay i don't know i'm not in the noah galvin uh you know i'm not a galvanizer you're not galvanized i'm not galvanized <laughs> all right after Farah's elimination the girls walk into the workroom and read the lipstick message alexis is freaked out about her recent low placement while peppermint decides to check in on an isolated nina bonina brown She's been quiet. Honestly, I did feel like some people were coming for me. Yeah. Did someone say that to you, or is this stuff that? No, I can hear stuff. So you're saying you know that people are talking about you a little bit, yeah, each other. Yeah. I'm just taking taking things in. It seems like you're starting to withdraw. I don't want you to go back to that. All right, Evan Ayers, thoughts? Now, this is actually interesting because when we actually recorded the actual episode in the context of the season, by this point, Taylor and I, and I don't know who was the co-host for this episode. I think it was just just the two of us. We were so fucking sick 
of Nina Bonina Brown Nina. and her drama and her self-pity and her craziness. But now that it's, it's the episode by itself, we can take a fresh look at it. Do you have any thoughts on uh, this moment with Nina Bonina Brown? And also, you know, you, you weren't here for season nine. What were your thoughts yeah. in general about what was going on with Nina? Nina Bonina Brown is just like such a tragically like sad character to me because I think the sadness of her is not just about her character. I think she is truly a depressed person. Nina Bonina Brown is 30 something years old, is wildly talented, Mm -hmm. lives in her parents' house in her basement Mm -hmm. and like really does not believe in herself to the extent that like that others do. Mm -hmm. And so, and then she's naturally thrusted into this like, this environment that is not conducive to like us, like someone who like, or is not healthy for someone with confidence issues mm-hmm. and it's just exploited by it. And like, as a viewer, I cannot stand her. Like the, like these moments drive me crazy because she's like, Oh, I don't know. I just, I thought like there was a conspiracy, but I, I don't know who it's like, I, at how, how much like does someone have to like take like, being around that? I can see why Shea Kulai loses it on her this episode or like, it's I, I feel like I've been friends with someone like Nina mm-hmm. and it's it's exhausting. And it's like I don't care. I feel bad for her, but like, I'm like, bitch, like think why are you here? Like you're you're a talented, but like I don't have to be like if you're not even gonna like give me a moment in the confessional where you're like, but I still believe in myself. Like I'm gonna do this. Like you don't even hear that from her. And so it's exhausting to hear, honestly. I find her exhausting. I still do. And she's she's apparently come out and said that she has still never gotten over those demons that plagued her this season nine. I never want to see her on Drag Race until she is, like, better. There, I said it. Okay. Now, you know, I hope I'm not telling tales out of school here, but when you were in Los Angeles, there was a night that we went out, and you had a deal with drama of uh, a friend of yours who seemed like he was being a little bit Nina Bonina Brown. Uh, Is that one of the friends you were talking about? Which friend? I don't know her name. Oh, um... Yeah, kind of, kind of, but it was more so they were just like kind of going through a tough time and you're like, okay, like I need to be here for you, but I also like need you to pick it up at some, like this is, I think Nina's different because Nina, like Nina has been continuously praised Mm -hmm. and like still rejects it. And like you could give her 10 compliments and she would find one negative at it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I, I, the calls are coming from inside the house with Nina and it's just, it's exhausting. Yeah, you know, it's one of these things where... But you know what? I'll be honest with you, and I think I talked about this on the show. What do you feel bad for? Is Nina already has these mental issues, and I feel that this kind of show and the way they run RuPaul's Drag Race is not good for someone who has those issues. Because the producers... The reason I think, and she can't say it, or they, they, they edit out whenever she does, is I'm sure the producers are... Telling her, well, you know, Shay thinks this, or some of the queen. They may not even use names. Some of the queens think this about you. How do you respond? They're totally taking advantage of her for that. Yeah, some of the queen. Well, they say to everybody, you know, Evan. Some of the co-hosts on RuPaul's Drag Race recap think you have a substance abuse problem. What do you say about that? And then you're like, what? Who thinks this? You know? And you're like yeah. thinking that that uh, that everybody there, you don't know who, you don't know who to trust, who's telling the producers this. And I could see like if you don't, if you're already mentally in a place where you're fragile and then also you're isolated, you know, they're alone a lot of the time. We don't see that how much they're alone. And, and it's just mentally challenging for anybody, for people who are mentally healthy. 
you know, yeah. and then now take add this on top of it. It, it. it makes sense. So we need a little bit of pity for Nina Bonita Brown. Yes, yes. I should stress that I do feel I feel terribly for her. Like this, I feel it's, sorry it's, for her. We know Evan doesn't. All right. The next day, <laughs> RuPaul enters the workroom to announce this week's Maxi Challenge. So for this week's Maxi Challenge, you will create, write, and star in your own TV pilot. <laughs> You need to come up with concepts, characters, and stories that lay the groundwork for a new hit TV series. The girls break up into teams. Shay and Sasha form one team. Peppermint, Trinity, and Alexis form another team, leaving Nina and Valentina forced to pair up with each other. Before you say anything, I want to tell you something. Like I said, I have this process for how I write these scripts and whatnot, and I outline it, I told you. And I was already had my pen to write mini-challenge, and I forgot, oh, this is the season where they only had one or two mini-challenges. Uh, oh, yeah, you're right. Remember people were mad? They're like, there's no mini-challenges? I think there were only, like, maybe two or three. Maybe. Yeah, well, cut to the next season when we're watching seven minutes of Eureka Harris sitting on, like, a bag of Doritos... Oh yeah, I forgot about that show. Like, like, oh yeah, yeah, maybe yeah, this I is like fine, it better. I, I look if they brought back mini challenges that were good, you know, I'd be fine with it. But when you have like stupid ones that you're just stretching to do, like I didn't like some of the ones where they were like, Brew was a photographer and saying crazy shit to them, and I wasn't a big fan of that. Oh, when they had to talk to the ladder, yeah, or like, yeah, that was so dumb. Yeah, but some of the, I mean, but when they're good, they're like, what was the one that was so good though that we what we both loved? When they had to like insult or get rude to slap them. Oh, that's 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 a legendary one. That is so yeah. good. That is so good. No, when, 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 go when they land, they land. But when they don't, it's because. So the way that did, did you get a copy of the script? I shared it with you, but I don't know. If I hit the right. Um, I did. Yes, I have okay, it pulled yeah, up here. Go ahead, pull it up because you're gonna need it for the looks. But oh, um, why we're gonna do the looks? But um, what I was gonna tell you is that. I focus after this segment. I focus on Alexis and I focus on uh, Valentina. Okay. So what I want to do right now is actually right here. Let's actually talk about the different pilots that they put together. Let's talk about Shay and Sasha because they're not really that they they put a, put together a pilot. They eventually win, but it's called uh, Teets and Asky, right? And Sasha mm-hmm. plays like a Russian hooker do kind of thing, right? And then. Mm-hmm. And then Shea Coulee is uh, just like a typical like Foxy like, Brown kind of yeah, like exactly exactly. So um, Evan, what did you think of that particular pilot? That particular sketch? What did you think of the whole rehearsal process? Shay and Sasha together. What were your thoughts on that? I uh, I mean, you, you forget that um, Sasha Valor only won two challenges, and they were both group challenges with Shea Coulee. I think mm-hmm. these two have exceptional chemistry mm-hmm. i think they are both incredibly intelligent queens and i think that they like were prepared they were well thought out and i think they just they deserve to win this completely and michelle even said it she said thank you for being prepared mm-hmm. um i thought the jokes were funny the cliffhangers where she's like oh you have so much to live for that was everything um i loved though how do i be a strong woman like vote bi-. like it was just it was the right mix of like what I think drag when drag is successful, it's like absurd. It's campy. It's kind of stupid, but then there's like these bits of like, you know, there's a bit of a message there. And I think this was just very successful in that. 
would I watch the whole series? Absolutely not. But like, I'm not watching it expecting a full show. So I enjoyed it. I didn't think it was funny. I thought no? all the oh, no. Geez. I think one thing that they said was funny. I thought there's laughter when Rue and the judges are laughing hysterically on the on the judges panel was so fucking fake and so fucking forced because they just wanted to give Shay and Sasha the the, the crown because they so obviously wanted to make them the winners. It was stupid. I didn't think it was funny at all. I think the other two sketches for different reasons were funnier. This was so subpar. Any Seriously? any sketch from season seven was funnier. Any sketch from season ten was funnier. Like remember when when like okay, I'm not gonna I'm not even name a sketch that even isn't even that funny. And it was funnier than this. Remember during the um the the Bossy Rossi show and Eureka yeah. was the big fat baby and um Aquaria was the sexy baby? Mm-hmm. That was inherently more funny than that sketch. I don't agree with that. Okay. Next, uh, Peppermint, Trinity, and Alexis did... Um, what was the name of that mo- one? It was called... I know what it's called. It was called... Um, I have it named right Sister here. Sister Act? No. Uh, Mary Mother of Gay. Oh. oh. <laughs> yeah. And that was where Peppermint and, uh, uh, and Alexis played like Southern proper Christian moms, and then Trinity was a nun. What did you think of this one? Uh, unoriginal... Uh, I mean, Trinity Taylor is a star and absolutely like was hilarious, but it was not very clever. It was not, you know, it's kind of been there, done that, tried, which you could say for the other one too. But I just, I feel like with three characters all like pushing to be like the star, Mm -hmm. it wasn't, it didn't do anything for me. I didn't think it was funny at all. Yeah, it wasn't funny. It was, to be honest with you, it was no better or worse than Teeth and Asking. Yeah, I mean, I will say when, when, when Shay, during the filming, asked, where are the espadrilles, that was funny. But then they cut it in a weird way on the actual final product where it wasn't that funny. Okay. Yeah. And, I mean, I would say the only thing I could think of, I could think of this being funnier because I think Trinity Taylor should have actually won this whole thing. Okay. I think she should have won the whole challenge. I think she was the funniest of everybody. Mm-hmm. But I think you're right. They wanted they wanted Shay and Sasha to win this, so... Yeah, I see the Riga Morris working for them both. Well, because they realize, I actually think just James should win because they want to put Alexis in the bottom, and yeah. they want to put like it would have been if Alexis joined Shay. I'm sorry, Valentina and and Nina. She would have been in the bottom. They, they would. I don't know. Maybe Trinity would have won. You know. Yeah. But, yeah. Um. Yeah. So there's and that wasn't that funny. And they laughed at that one too, right? And then you have Nina and Valentina. Right, and there's the fucking mess. That is a mess. It is. It's a mess from start to finish. But, but it's one of those, and the, one of the judges, the female judge. I have no idea who it was. You know, yeah, was she a soap star or something? I don't know who she was. Okay, she said, and I agree with her. She goes, actually, that was my favorite one. And look, it wasn't good at all, right? But I could see myself laughing at that one because it was so shitty. It was good. Yeah, I could see that. You know, and like, and there were and there were bits when they were actually recording it, like when they were filming it with Michelle and Carson, like they were actually laughing at them, like yeah. they and they the editors cut it, like they make it seem like they actually, you know how they always play, it's like oh they show them having like this disastrous like dress rehearsal where they mark it, it's terrible, yeah, and then the final product's great, like they almost sold it like it was gonna turn out to be great, yeah, but then but then. They do the whole thing where it finishes, and then they do, like, this one person does a slow clap, and no one else is clapping. And you're like, yeah. that makes it look so fake. 
Does that make sense? Yeah. If they actually did polite laughter and clapping, you're like, oh. But the, the yeah. nobody clapping and the because then meanwhile they're guffawing for this teats and asking, not even remotely funny. Do you think they give the judges like you know how when you and I were at the filming of the finale for ten, like you think they'd like just sit there and tell the judges, okay, now judges, I want you to laugh like you've never laughed before, or like Carson, I want you to look like someone just slipped a finger up your butt and like laugh even harder. Like, do you think they give them like ask them to give these fake reactions too? I don't think that, but I think in this case, uh, Michelle and Carson were there. They're totally in with the producers. So they know what the producers are thinking. They know what Rue's thinking, and then they follow Rue's lead. This Noah Galvin and the other chick—they don't know what's going. On. I don't think they tell them. So I think I think maybe the 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 regular judges are probably in on the the rigamorous. But okay, what are you going to do? Just a thought. Yeah, Alexis Michelle was particularly extra this episode. It all started during the rehearsal process when Peppermint wanted to perform a particular role in their pilot. I really would like to do the voiceovers. Okay. Um, I know that normally there's only one voiceover voice. I would love if there was a way to split it up, just because I feel like I have a lot to prove after last week. I think it, it needs to be clear be who's same. speaking. It would be confusing I, to I, them. I would rather one of you two just do it. So flip a coin, or one of y'all just, you know, step back and let the other one do it. Can we just read through it a couple times? Yeah, we need to read through. All right, I, everyone remember that, that clip because I think it becomes important later. I have, I have shocking information here. Here we go. Next, during rehearsal, Alexis wanted to make sure the judges were able to catch her team's fantastic jokes. Okay. Trinity Taylor as Sister Mary Coon on Mary, Mother of Gay. That was pretty great. Thank you. All right. Did y'all get the tea on Coon? We did the time before. Okay, cool. Yeah. Your son is always listening to Broadway show too. Well, your son is always biking kites. Uh, Alexis, your accent's just a little bit too twangy. Where we're by you, Kai. You don't have to go too hilly. Yeah, little more Julia Sugarbaker. During the judges' critiques, Alexis wanted the judges to know why she failed to stand out. I want to say something, and I don't intend by any means to throw my beautiful teammates under for this. But let me throw them under the bus. But I do think that a lot of the organization and frankly the f- clever wordplay in the writing i do think came from me what did be- let's just stop right here what is wrong with her evan Mich- uh alexis michelle uh, you know what's so funny is you know it's been almost two years since this aired and i haven't really watched the episode i've watched the lip sync a few times but i haven't really watched the episode since then and i forgot like you know time heals all wounds kind of shit mm-hmm. i forgot how annoying she was, and especially you know, by the, this point. You know, the, you know, my tea with her is that like I've met Mich- Alexis Michelle like more times than any Drag Race girl. Is she this extra in real life? No, she's fine. Like Dan knows her personally. Like they, sh- like they did. They went to like makeup school together. Like she's like fine, and it's like so nice. But like the pressure of this show just made her a fucking monster. All right, monster, and like I, th- I mean, but she is, she is so insufferable here. Okay, here we go. And she has the nerve to be talking like that in that outfit. I know, that outfit. I don't know. Okay, we'll come back. We'll cut to that. Hold on. Sorry. Trying to keep things running and organized. She's trying to keep things running and organized. Anyway, let's just let I'm going to let the clip play. Yeah, let her bury herself. In the size of my performance. I have to speak up right now. 
the way that this discussion is going down, it sounds like Alexis was the producer of our pilot. That is not the case. You were not the only person. I didn't mean to say that. Writing things down. The three of us did put in a balanced amount of work. I also felt that there was a little bit of me, me, me. Peppermint felt very strongly about doing the voiceover. Okay. I did say that I want to do the voiceover, but you could have said, before we go to shoot, let's talk about this again. It wasn't much of a discussion. It felt like it was claimed. I, I want to say one, one thing as well. As a team, all three of us put in the same amount of work. It was all of our ideas. And please let me repeat, I was not trying to throw you under either of you. Um, but in focusing on administration, my performance was not the same size as uh, my co-stars. All right, Evan Ayers, your thoughts <sighs> on all this? I can see what she's trying to do here. Mm-hmm. I can see what she's trying to say. But first of all, my issue with her is the way that she speaks when she speaks and she has those nails in and she talks like she's clawing at something. You ever notice that? She's like, like she's a, like what's what? I don't know what the, the, the term, it's like a toy. Like she's Edward Scissorhands almost. And she's just like wants to like enunciate with her nails. It drives, it's so distracting to me. If you watch it, you'll know what I'm saying. Um, She's just crazy. But yeah, she's like, your best friend. She's literally, she's like that girl on Twitter that's like, not to be racist, but like, mm-hmm. here's a racist thing I'm going to say. Yeah. It's like, not to be a bitch, but I'm going to be a bitch for a second. And it's mm-hmm. like, and then of course, when like Peppermint puts her in check real quick, she's like, no, again, not to say that I did that, but mm-hmm. I just did that. And you're like, girl, mm-hmm. what do you hear? Do you hear yourself? <laughs> What's wrong with you? What are you going? She's making herself unlikable. Yeah. Yeah. She, that's why I'm saying like, it, it would have been perfect because if it, even if Alexis went home, like it, it, that, I that's why it doesn't make sense because they could have sent put Alexis up against Nina, and if Alexis went home, it's a win. If Nina went home, it's a win. Yeah, like, do you think they were like what? What would we have to do to like re like reswitch this final this bottom two? You know, they thought it. What do you mean? Like, oh, if they were, like, oh, like once they realize what happened, like, like if they could have redone it, what they would, because it would have been just, it would have been so much they? easier. Why couldn't they have redone it? I don't know. Do, do people, are they worried about the rumors? People, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm pretty sure. Um, but anyway, so my thoughts on Alexis Michelle here are not great. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, she, she did not. And she really wasn't. The funny thing is that she, her performance itself, like, was it bad? No, was a yeah. great no, but it's the fa- like it was her interjecting commentary that just made it terrible. Like if she would have just shut up, maybe it would have been okay. Mm-hmm. But she was like so thirsty for like for credit, or maybe she, because she was in the bottom bef- the week before, and she was like, I really needed to like be known that like I thought that I like contributed in this way, but she just really shot herself in the foot there. <laughs> Yeah, I remember once I shot again, like I remember going, oh, she was insufferable at this point in the season. Like, I don't know who I hated more, Alexis or Nina, uh, during this moment in the show. And I could have seen her go home, too. Uh, Yeah. She was just so extra, so awful. I did not like it. All right, Evan. Well, now it's time for the looks. Uh, What what was what was the looks run? What was the runway song on during this season? Uh, This was Snapshot. Oh, no, 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 no. It was wasn't that. It was, no, um, at the end. What? Was it Call Me Mother? No. No, 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 no. Dun, dun. Oh, fuck. Oh, I can hear it. 
Was it? No, it wasn't Snapshot. It was. Oh, what the hell! It's gonna drive me crazy. Oh, you you have a way of finding out what the, the what the runaway song was? Yeah. Oh, look at Evan Harris has secret. Uh, well, he does it. I'm gonna tell you something, Evan. I actually, again, you know, I hate the looks, you know. But this mm-hmm. was actually while you looked that up, um, a looks I could get behind because it was avant garde. Wow. It was weird. You don't have to be uh, a fashion expert to to, to get what they were looks. going for. Yeah. So I actually might have more to say about these looks. I'm not going to be like, you know, like sometimes Evan will be like, oh, I love she's, not Evan, Taylor will be like, she's wearing an A-line skirt. And I'm like, I don't even know what that is. Or yeah, like, so anyway, did you, did you find out what the runway song was? Yeah, it's a category is. Oh, that hard one. Which is one of Rue's worst songs. You know what? We're doing, we're doing Snapshot. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yes, I thought it was better. I hate that. Yeah, I hate that. That category is. Okay, RuPaul okay. first. The, the looks are right there in front of you, Evan. Yep. Uh, RuPaul's wearing... I don't know how to describe... Look at me, you know what? That would be so funny. <laughs> Let me do what they're wearing. I'm going to do that. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Wait. Yeah, I, w- I want to hear you do this. Okay, RuPaul's wearing <laughs> uh, a wig. It's big. And she's wearing some sort of dress <laughs> with like a fish scale pattern, and it has some sort of dark thing on her left side, and... Her left sleeve is dark. I wonder if that's kind of inspired by, like, remember when Bob walked into the um, workroom with that cunt shirt? But, like, that, her whole left sleeve is dark, but then her right sleeve... By the way, isn't RuPaul a black man? That is a white person's arm. Oh, RuPaul do be known to be whitewashing. Yeah, anyway, what are your thoughts on this look, my totally accurate look? Uh, yeah, this like glitters, this glitter reptile fierceness dress is kind of great. I think Rue's hair, Rue is amazing in white hair. I don't know, I don't know who was doing her makeup and her hair at this point in the series, but this is when she looks amazing. This is, uh, this is definitely, uh, Raven and, uh, yeah, so, well, this is when they were they're a little more adventurous with her wigs. I think she looks great. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's typical what you expect from Rue. All right. I'm, trying to figure out what i think this I, I always say lisa frank but this looks like like naughty lisa frank and i'm into it i feel lisa frank's always your go-to reference all right it, next it up is, is uh... sasha velour she's like some italian clown mm-hmm. it's pink yeah pink hat with a little like fur balls two black ones and a blue one on top and then she uh has like a pink thing on top and then she's like wrapped in aluminum foil or something and then, like a blue fucking thing around her neck and black gloves and the stupid eyebrows and the crazy ass makeup what were your thoughts on this yeah the Tinseltown fantasy is average to me but the makeup is what gives kills it and you call them stupid but i think the eyebrows are like i mean this is very like classic so like house of velour style these both of these two eyebrows so i think this is where she like is successful with the look i think i love this look all right Next up is Shay Coulee, who looks like literally a drag, like a nightmare, a drag queen. I'm having one of my nightmares. Her fucking face is fucking covered. Oh wait, remember RuPaul had a mask like this in season ten, huh? Oh, she did. She wore this on the episode of the um where they had all those runway looks, when she probably didn't want to get in face. Yeah, she had a big old gold crown on her, and then like a red mask. Lee Bowery Dusty Monet lip sync. Remember when we thought that like actually RuPaul wasn't on Drag Race anymore. It was somebody else. I never bought in that theory. But then she had like a rough... Maybe I did, actually. Go back and listen. Maybe I did. She, then she had like a <laughs> ruffled collar. Like she's like a fucking Shakespeare. And then she had like 
a, li- a mouth, a drawing of a mouth biting its lip on her body on like a one, like on a bodysuit. Is that what they're called? Mm-hmm. And then like a gold jacket that fat people wear to like hide their man boobs. Uh, and then like big ass hooker boots. No, they're not boots. Actually, like they're like nylons. Uh, and then she has like hooker heels. They're the, they're the heels that she wore when she entered the workroom. Oh, are they? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and then it, does she have a fake cigar or she doesn't have nails on her gloves? I think they're like Freddy Krueger drama gloves. It's not a cigar. Okay. All right. What but, are your thoughts on this look? Um, so th- what I just noticed, what I like about this look is that if you look at her and Sasha, they both have the same collar. So there's like mm-hmm. some continuity with their looks as a team. It's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought this was awesome. I love that she literally was hot gluing and like gluing things to her face before she went on the runway. Mm-hmm. Um, she looks like she like kind of like if the wall of a glory hole kind of came to life. <laughs> <laughs> that's like what that's like what you would get yeah it, <laughs> like it is bit around her around, around her mouth yeah. um and i appreciate that she still found time to contour her boobs so you know this is a very successful look if i if i think if someone had to win between the two of them i think she would have taken this just based on the look all right very good next up we have nina bonina brown uh she has some frightening ass fucking yeah. skull makeup on it's it's amazing but like she's just like it's fucking halloween she has some sort of weird like spiky mohawk and then she has like uh the the the, the bones drawing continues on her body and then she's wearing some sort of mesh around her abdomen and then like a tiny little tutu skirt and then black stockings and shitty ass witch shoes and then like not gloves because you can see her hands but they're like shit that looks like the, the long gloves but then you don't have gloves on them it's really weird but yeah. everything's pink and black evan your thoughts on this look this reminds me of like when you take your like senior portrait and it's like you only get dressed for like the neck up and everything else is just like half-assed like this is this is a testament of how little time they have to do this because she looks incredible in the face the face the prosthetics around her, her cheekbones the crow coming out her head looks incredible but when you compare it to how cheap like the the Wait, attempt is that at like drawing out of her on, head a crow what a crow is coming out of her head that's what it is well, yeah, it's a bird, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, go on. Yeah, so, I mean, it doesn't make any sense, but there it is. But, like, you know, but then when you look at it, when you look at, you know, her, her like, just crappy, like, you know, like, the attempt at the, the ribs and the heart and then this, like, whatever tutu, it just, it, it just, it's so disjointed that it takes away from the brilliance that is the face makeup, because that's fucking fierce. But my question is, is it, is it Club Kid? Uh... I think it would be if she had an extra hour and a half to make the rest of the look. Because the face could be Club Kid. Because she could have really just fucking gone and worn like some crazy... She could have even like covered her body or done... There could have been something there to make this club. This this is, this is on the road to Club Kid, but like they got pulled over by the cops. So they didn't make it to the club. Alright, next up we have... For better or for worse, no matter what you think of it... Probably in the top five most iconic looks... How many fucking people were with us for Halloween? Yeah, like, exactly. insanity. It's Valentina in her matador outfit. I don't even think I need to describe it. It's a fucking rose on like a fucking Spanish beret with the legendary mask and the cape and the working on the cape and then like a whole like red suit with thigh, knee high, no, like thigh high boots and mm-hmm. a belt. I don't know. But it, look, I don't even need to describe it. Everyone knows this look. Yeah. Um, your thoughts on this look, Evan? 
The only thing that ever bothered me about this look is that the underside of her cape wasn't red or something else. The fact, the fact that it was white like is bothersome to me. But other than that, this is iconic. Everyone, again, this was a Halloween look for the ages. I think she looks stunning. Was it Club Kid? I think it probably was Club Kid for someone like Val. This was a big departure from what, what she's worn before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she looks incredible. She's fucking fierce. Next Props up, to her. Honestly, I, I'm a ref- newly reformed Valentina stan. This is a look. All right. Next up, we have Trinity Taylor. Ugh. I will say this. This, to me, seems Club Kid. Yes. Okay, yes. Absolutely. This is a Club Kid. This is the most Club Kid, I think, of all of them. Oh, really? I don't know. Peppermint's coming up. That's a pretty Club Kid, too. Know. But but we have Trinity. Uh, she had like, some sort of weird purple uh, slow kid hair. And then um, a lot of fierce makeup with balls all over her body glued to her and some sort of, like, um, bodysuit that has, like, yellow and red and different geometric shapes, most of them ovals and circles all over her body. I mean, it looks like a club kid. Um, your thoughts on this look, Evan? Yeah, I mean, she really looks like a penis that has, like, seven different STDs at once. Yeah. Like, with the mushroom head. And, like, the, she, like, put, like... like wire tape or wire like tape on her fingers like this this was this was it i love the the comment like i i didn't know women could get blue balls um yeah and this is this is when you start to realize that trinity is like actually here to play because mm-hmm. she is a pageant girl she like had some looks for her that were kind of good but this was like so far she always said oh i can do things out of out of my box the queens always say they can step outside of their box but she like she talked the talk with this. I think this was a really successful look. All right, very good. Next up, we have Peppermint. Uh, she's dressed like a peppermint. Evan, your thoughts yeah. on? Yeah, she's uh, that's all I had to say. Yeah. Uh, my only thoughts on this look were is I think they were really dirty to Peppermint because they when they promoted season nine, they showed this in like that like series promo. Yeah. And you see this, and so you know it's Peppermint, and so when you see this, you're like this bitch is going to bring it this season. Like, and this is the only time that she was ever impressive on the runway ever. Well, also, so, don't you think they cheated her because I thought, this is what I thought you were going to say by putting that look in the promo, they robbed her of the gasp of seeing that look. You're very true. Also. Yeah. Because it would have been amazing to have watched her just be so like Talbot's average realness and then pull this out. I would have loved to have been surprised by this. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, great look, and uh, yeah. it was one of my favorites. Uh, my favorite thing about the episode. And then yeah, finally, oh, yeah, yeah. we have and that's it. No, we have Alexis Michelle. Maybe. And then that's it. No, Alexis Michelle. <laughs> uh, it's two different outfits in one. Her the top of uh, from her neck up, she has like I will say it's pretty fierce makeup. It's um all white face with like a black makeup on, like um. What would you call that? Like a mask? Like a it's, like a painted on mask? And then a weird thing on her head. Is, is like Detox and Alaska All-Stars 2 where they both paint like their eyes black. Yeah. Yeah, and then she... But then from the neck down, it's just like a shitty... It's like a Long Island Jewish uh, housewife trying to be sexy for her husband. And so yeah, she goes like, to like... It's like the, Erica Jane's like music video outfit. Yeah, she goes to the pleasure chest and gets like a bodysuit. He, 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 the husband comes home from his shitty middle management job and she's wearing this waiting for him in the goddamn bedroom. It's yeah, and she's like she's like reheating like 
Araba's like pasta for him. Yeah, and what's with this? The nails. That's what I was saying. The nails are. She always has these long ass nails, and she uses them when she speaks to like try to like make a point, and it's it's so frustrating. Uh, uh you know, like so. Her point on the runway, she was like, "Oh, like I feel so confident in my body. Like her body looks great, but it's just a terrible look." Yeah, the makeup is wonderful. Again, like her and Nina, they would be great, great for a headshot because he would only see the top half, but the mm-hmm. rest of it was not not a win. All right, and that is the looks. All right, thank you, Evan Ayers. Good job, Joe. Thank you. Moving on, let's talk about Valentina. After a weak performance in the pilot and a runway look that, while beautiful, didn't quite meet the challenge criteria, Valentina was placed in the bottom two. Valentina was wearing a mask and continued to wear a mask during her lip sync. This act alone led to one of the most dramatic moments in the show's history and ultimately Valentina's dismissal from the show. Stop. Hold up. Hold up. All right. Enough. Valentina, this is a lip sync for your life. We need to see your lips. Take that thing off of your mouth. I'd like to keep it on, please. It's a lip sync. What part of that do you not understand? You know what? I'm going to stop right there for a second. You know what's so funny? Yeah, uh, anybody who follows our show, you know, we were going on Reddit at the time, and so we would report any kind. There was no, we didn't have a rumor mill. We would just talk about the rumors on the show because the the rumors on Reddit <clears throat> were so hit and miss. Yeah, and this is where Naive Smalls first came into being, and she had predicted this, and it sounded so cuckoo, so crazy. That we just sort of talked about it very casually because I was thinking there's no way that this is going to happen. I mean, it sounds like one of those crazy ass rumors yeah. that you hear, you read. Bianca Del Rio is going to fall and break her leg and smack Michelle Visage with her cast. Like, yes. it, nev- it didn't make any sense. Yes, or that. Um, uh, what was another one that we? I feel like we had one last year that there was going to be this crazy moment and it just never came to fruition. And. It was one of the. It's it's why the rumor mill came to be because people yeah, got true, really angry. True. This, people this, wrote to us after this episode, "How fucking dare you? You ruined this moment for me because I knew it was going to happen." And yeah. um, what's funny is I knew it was going to happen, and it didn't take away from it at all. It was the same thing happened with Bandela Cram and the lipstick. I remember I was like. My heart was gonna bounce, go beat through my. I knew what was gonna happen, and then to see it come, to see it really happen, the way it was described, this Valentina moment, my heart felt like it was gonna jump out of my chest. How did you? Where were you? I was sick at home by myself, but where were you, Evan? Um, my heart was probably gonna bounce out of its chest too, but that was because mm-hmm. I was in a very heavy cocaine phase, probably. But um, I'm kidding, not really. Um, I was watching at a bar as well, and I was. I remember knowing about this because i knew the rumors and like i i bought it into it but again we'd never seen a rumor this outrageous like come to life mm-hmm. i remember being with my friend george who was george is the biggest valentina fan like mm-hmm. obsessed with her yeah and he was gripping my arm so that like it like left marks like you would have thought he was giving birth to a child we were screaming at the tv yeah what was the reaction in the bar the bar was dead silent dead silent 
And there were like the 15 or so of us that obviously were in the crowd that knew it was up. We were all like, mm-hmm, like looking around, like, you know, freaking out. But it still like did not take away from how absurd it was watching it happen. Because mm-hmm. I mean, it, just, it, just, it just didn't make it. There was no way that someone could do this. Like the idea of it was so far fetched to actually see it play out was unreal. No, People it, were devastated. It was iconic. So iconic that actually I, I worked really hard because, you know, our episodes were coming up soon after the show. I w- managed to get – oh, no, that was for Ben De La Creme. I wish I would have gotten the reaction video for Valentina, her her um, her her this elimination. But, like, the reaction videos – you can go look on YouTube. Look up Valentina elimination reaction videos, and it's, like, gay bars – there's definitely one in West Hollywood. They went to Blazing Saddles in yeah, West Hollywood. Yeah, it's about the Flaming Saddle, and people are freaking out. Yeah. And uh, did we go there, Evan? Oh, we did not. We went by it a few times. We parked behind it when we were going to, oh, um, to uh, Jay Dupree's track show, but we never went in. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, let's continue with the clip. Okay. So we're going to reset. Okay. Lip sync for your life. Take two. Ladies, I've made my decision. Valentina, I thought you had the stuff to go all the way. Now, sashay away. Thank you. I'm so humiliated tonight. I want to be here so bad. I don't want to go. All right, Evan Ayers, your thoughts on everything Valentina, the lip sync, the dismissal. It's crazy, like, when you hear, like, you know when RuPaul gives those, like, send-offs, that's always, like, you know, blah, 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 but, you know, keep on doing the, keep on ringing them bells, girl. Like, mm-hmm. he just straight up said, I thought you were going to win this. Bye. Like, you could just hear how there was no follow-up. There was no, like, you know, like, it's okay, keep your head up. She was pissed at this girl pissed mm-hmm. um yeah and i remember watching it and like i remember this is when i i remember watching it and not liking valentina because i thought she was kind of a little too conceited mm-hmm. and i remember like the amount of like melodrama of her being eliminated how like you know she was just crying so hard well, i don't want to go like she'd never been eliminated no one had ever been eliminated from drag race until her and i found it really annoying but like she really like had this and she fucked it up I can't imagine what she was feeling, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. The only other thing I'd say was if you listen to the the RuPaul interjections of the lip sync, you can totally hear like the the I don't know if the right term is like cadence or what it is, but the mm-hmm. take that thing off your face. It almost all sounds like it's way too intercut. Like you can definitely tell that RuPaul like was probably a lot more angry, as you said, yeah. and when it was happening, and they probably had to throw these audio clips in there. Mm-hmm. No, I I think there was a lot more than than we saw, uh, but you know it's yeah. it's lost in time. But let me let me let me say this. I have a lot to say here, and and yeah. I said it in different places. I don't know how much I said on the actual episode that aired, but Valentina and I'm going to go on one of my rants here. But at least we have it here for posterity, even though this is scattered in other RuPaul's Drag Race stuff. Valentina was super, super, super important. And so this was disappointing to a lot of people who were her fans. And one of the things that people who dislike Valentina never understood is if you were Mexican 
or if you were Latino, it's going to make no sense what I'm going to say right now, but I'm going to explain it. The show has ignored Latino aesthetic for so long, okay? And <laughs> Valentina was the first one to represent that. And people that's why people lost their mind. It's why people lose their minds over Valentina. Now, let me explain what I mean. Because what you saw is that people seem to look at... Let me use Asian people for a second. A lot of us who, you know, Asian culture is very new to us, don't realize that there's different Asian cultures. It's not all Chinese. Even in China, there are different cultures, okay? But you have Koreans, you have Japanese, you have Thai, you have Vietnamese, you have Indonesian, you have all, there's even way more than that. There's a multitude of different cultures and ethnicities wrapped up in Asian culture. And the same is true with Latino culture. Now, because for for visa reasons, they focus on Puerto Rico most of the time and had up until this point focused on Puerto Rico. And it shows you this sort of like (sighs) colorblindness on the part of the white producers in that they thought, well, Puerto Rican Latino culture is the same as all Latino culture. And that's the mistake. And so you'd all, up to this point, you'd only really seen Puerto Ricans. Now, you had seen Mexicans. Like, for instance, Adore is Mexican. Um, I feel there's been a couple. But there, but Adore is a, a very white. Adore was so whitewashed, though. Yeah. She's not like a real Mexican. She's not like Mexican. Valentina was like a Mexican-American that represented Mexican uh, aesthetics. Now here's She walked what, in in that, Mexi- like that amazing Mexican, like outfit yeah and here's the weird thing because you might go well joe the other cultures besides mexican and i agree with you but the reason she was important to a lot of other latin cultures is there's puerto rico there's cuba but then you have mexico and because mexico is essentially where all latin culture uh mass media gets made like it's basically the hollywood for latin america that aesthetic is permeates all of latin culture Okay, so it's a it's it's an aesthetic that they're very very familiar with. They it's, so the Mexican uh, aesthetic is not that Bolivia doesn't have its own aesthetic, but they're very they're very familiar with it, and it's something you hadn't seen on RuPaul's Drag Race up to that point. She represented a very Mexican aesthetic, and so you had all. That's why George. Now you may not know this, but I know this. Evan's friend George that he's talking about that was a big Valentina fan is Mexican. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sure George was excited to see himself essentially portrayed up on that screen and fucking crushing it episode after episode, you know, and just and so Valentina's fall was like almost like Casey at the bat. It was a mighty, mighty fall for someone that held so much promise. And oh, my God, she is everything we want her to be. And you had this weird backlash from people who didn't understand it. And didn't understand why everyone was so passionate about Valentina. And then the Valentina fans who completely understood it and why she touched them on a visceral level. Now, don't get me wrong. Since then, and even during this time, Valentina is a very problematic icon for these gay Mexican kids. Because she acts very grand. And then there's the whole rose. There's all the drama that happens after this. You know, once it comes out that no one liked Valentina. She does not behave in the best way. Valentina may not be the best role model, right? But that you can't deny that her looks are fierce. And if you don't get it, it's because if you don't like them, it's because you don't get it. I'm not saying you're wrong. You just don't understand how much what that aesthetic brings to um, young Mexicans 
out yeah. there. Evan, do you have any thoughts on that? No, I think it's completely I it's completely valid, and I I see that one hundred percent. And I, I I'm, I'm trying to think of like what another culture or like or something else that like I could use as an example to like use as a you know a meta or I feel similar. kimchi kind of brought it for Korean culture. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, kimchi, or I'm thinking like like why Courtney Act was so like successful on like Celebrity Big Brother. Mm-hmm. because it was like a, it was a drag, but it was also, it was, she was very feminine. I, I, I maybe not be the best example. And I'll have to think on this later. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, and I've, I've all personally, like, I've always appreciated and like loved like visually what, who Valentina is as a queen. I think for me, I just, I hated like how intense and awful her fans were at times. But again, I yeah, also couldn't connect with it because it's like when someone comes to Lady Gaga, like I'm going to be a little ridiculous, but I'm never going to like, it was, I, I found her annoying as like a character, you know, because I think you and I, we spent a lot of time like looking into these people, not just as like drag queens, but as characters, as contestants. And I, I think I was maybe a little clouded by like how, how annoying or how grand she was as a, as a person. Yeah. Like, no. you know, there's those stories of how like she would literally make the contestants wait. Like she would make them wait for her to finish her makeup and they'd be like, Valentina, we have to go. And they'd be, she'd be like, are they going to film it without me? Like, no, they're going to wait. And they would. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I don't know why that bothered me so much, but no, she, she's very problematic. Now, now I kind of like it. I'm like, yeah, you're that bitch. Good for you. And I'm so excited to see her on an upcoming television show that rhymes with small schmars. Well, that it's so funny that you say that Aaron, Aaron, and what's her name again? Evan. It's so <laughs> funny that you say that Evan. So I was really and, watching the episode, right? Everyone should know, look, it's happening soon. Valentina's going to be an all-star. That's the rumor, is that Valentina's an all-stars four. Okay. Surprise. But it's so funny that you say that, Evan. I was watching the show. Did you pay attention to, you know, when they, they go to the, the dressing room afterwards and they, uh, she gives the, she's crying. She's talking. Did you watch it all the way to the end? Yeah. It's one of the saddest moments of like. But did you see what ever. happened at the end? They totally dropped the huge hint that she's going to be an All Stars four right there. That's why, guys, I'm not spoiling. There's a huge fucking hint in the show. I didn't. I didn't catch it the first time. Wait, wait what's what's this catch? I didn't yeah, get listen, that. Listen, listen, watch. I never listen, listen carefully. Okay, listen carefully. I never imagined this is the way that it was going to end. <sighs> I wanted to leave, putting up a good fight, and that's something I wasn't yeah. able to do today. Ooh! All is not lost. So stay thirsty, girl, because it ain't over. You still have a chance to return for your revenge. (laughs) No. What? You know what I hate about you, Joe? And trust me, I'm not holding shit back. Oh, at all. Did you catch that, Evan? <laughs> there are a few times where I, like, I forget how much of a fan of the show I am. And by the fan, I mean, of the show, I mean this podcast. Uh-huh. You forget how much you love the show until, like, things like that happen. And if I were listening, I would be crying right now. And as I am right now, I didn't catch that at all. That's crazy. Isn't that weird? It's so subtle. I know. I don't know why no one brought that up. And everyone's going to be surprised that she's an all-star. Um, they basically said But they low-key, though, they, they did spoil it, though, because when they announced that she's playing Angel on Rent, mm-hmm. the whatever whoever, wh- whatever website, whatever produced it that, like, put everything out about each person's, like, 
credentials, it said Valentina appeared on RuPaul's Drag Race and will be appearing in an upcoming. It will appear on All Stars. You know what? I'm glad you say that. So for anyone who writes in, thank you for. I forgot about that. You're right. Yeah, it's not. This is you, not just us. Like it, it was spoiled by like a, a major publication. It wasn't. Yeah, you're right. Like the Hollywood Reporter. The Hollywood yeah. Reporter wrote that she was going to be an All Stars four. So don't come for me. All right. That was really funny, by the way. Thank you for that. <laughs> Thank you. Do you have any final thoughts on this episode, Evan? Um, no, but I, 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 I'm, I'm glad. I think that you agree with me. This was a great episode to cover because I think this was an iconic episode full of a lot of great moments, and I think mm-hmm. and inspired a lot of, um, a lot of controversy and a lot of discourse about rumors and like spoilers and discussions of upcoming thoughts on the show. And I just, I don't know. This is no, this no. good shit. You know, I, I texted Evan right after I rewatched it, and I said, I forgot how iconic this episode is. Not not just for, I mean, the, obviously the Valentina moment overshadows everything. But, you know, this is also, if, if you follow the show on Reddit or anything, Alexis Michelle's constantly dragged through the mud for being the producer. So they'll be like executive producer Alexis Michelle. That doesn't come <laughs> yeah. And that comes from this episode. You know, that's when it starts. And then also the Teets and Askey um uh, yeah. That comes up all the time too, Teets and Askey, yeah. in terms of memes for RuPaul's Drag yeah. Race. So, uh, yeah. So this there's a lot of stu- there's a lot of stuff in this episode. It's a very standard issue episode, but it's dude. I mean, it's one of the most iconic moments in the history of the show. So and it's see, and it's forty minutes, right? Yeah, it's only forty minutes because you know it's an hour. They only did hour long episodes that season. Yeah, this is quality content. All right. Well, that concludes this week's episode of Reflections, a limited series from RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Join us next time as we discuss, dissect, and deconstruct another milestone episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. Evan, until then, for you and myself. I'd like to keep it on, please. Want to share your thoughts about Drag Race? Email us at DragRaceRecap at gmail.com. For up-to-the-minute news about the show, follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash DragRaceRecap and follow us on Twitter at DragRaceRecap. To find all of our old episodes, visit our website at DragRaceRecap.com. You can follow Evan Ayers on Instagram at Evan M. Ayers, that's E-V-A-N-M-A-Y-R-E-S, and on Twitter at Nobody Cares, that's N-O-B-O-D-Y-C-A-Y-R-E-S. Follow Joe Batanz on Instagram and Twitter at Joe Batanz, and you can also find me on my other podcast, Catching Up with Mike and Joe, available at Catching Up Podcast and wherever you get your podcasts. 